Welcome to Generative Leaders. If you want to know how to build a business helping a billion people to get safe drinking water, this is the episode for you. Today I'm in conversation with Jonas Pilgard from 4Life Solutions. Well, I'm, I'm Jonas. Uh, I am I'm 50 years old. I've been uh, with uh, with 4Life Solutions for, for almost five years. I, I joined the company after 20 years in the uh, IT industry, working uh, mainly as entrepreneur, uh, building companies from scratch, uh, some good, some less. Uh, and, um, and then I was invited into a accelerator as a judge. And there I was introduced to uh, two young uh, men, uh, Alexander and Johan, who had developed this amazing solution to purify water just using the power of the sun. And I was immediately intrigued by that uh, simply because I thought it was an, a, a super genius way to, to purify water. Uh, obviously knowing what, every, what everybody knows that, that safe drinking water is a huge problem in the world. And I was sort of digging into what, what these two guys were doing. And I was like, this has so much impact. And it's very far from my, my IT knowledge and, and understanding, but but there was something in this that just uh, dragged me to to try to be part of their uh, journey. Um, so I talked to them a few months, and uh, and we decided that that even though I know nothing about Africa, I know nothing about water, and I know nothing about plastics, um, that I should join because they uh, really wanted my uh, entrepreneurial uh, experience um, as well as uh, strategic insight and, and access to investors to uh, to join and uh, as ceo um so I've, I've been with the company for for five years now and and now i know a little bit more about africa um, and uh, also water and plastics um, but it was a it was a quite a different uh, journey for me and a, and a quite a bigger step to uh, to move to uh, a company like this uh, also working with sustainability with uh, clean energy with uh, uh, with solving one of the biggest problems in the world is, is not what i've done in it so it's been a great, a big step, but a really significant one for me as well, personally, on my personal journey. How many people don't have access to clean drinking water? And what is the technology that's been developed by For Life that's, that's going to help solve that problem? Yeah, according to UN, there is around, uh, or there are around 2 billion people that lack access to safely managed water. And in, in real life, there are probably closer to four, uh, but those numbers are just mine. But simply because people, even though they have uh, access to safe water most days of their life, um, they still don't trust it, uh, simply because they, they are aware that uh, sometimes the water is not safe to drink. So I've actually never seen anyone in Africa, uh, in all of Africa, and most out of, out of Africa, but I've also seen uh, India, I've seen uh, Bangladesh, I've seen so, some of these really big countries with a lot of people where people simply don't trust the water they get in their pipes. So they, they introduce some sort of water purification because they are well aware that they need to do something themselves. They can't trust the, the government facilities or, or whatever has put, put for them. So um, what we are doing at 4Life Solution is that we are specifically targeting the people with the in the, in the lowest income groups. Uh, so the people that don't have the, the money to install a UVC or a reverse osmosis uh, 
in your in your own kitchen. Um, but the people that live for less than uh, $3 a day, um, how can we help those people? Because they are the ones most in need. Uh, other people, they can safely purchase whatever uh, water purification solution out there. So Fallout Solutions are founded out of Uganda, uh, Adjomani, Uganda, uh, where we, uh, our founder was, uh, was sitting together with uh, the local women, uh, asking them about their, uh, their problems, their needs, their, the issues they have in their daily lives. And it was clear that they were falling sick and they were pretty uh, consensus driven about the fact that it was probably the water they were drinking that was not safe. And they had problems getting uh, firewood to boil their water. Uh, because many places in Africa, there is not uh, any firewood or it's, it's even illegal to cut it down or expensive. So he knew about this SODIS method. And the SODIS method is uh, about the sun's UV rays killing bacteria and virus, um, similarly to getting a sunburn. So basically uh, what uh, we have invented is a plastic bag and a plastic can, sort of a jerry can, as that is transparent, but it's transparent in a special way. So you are, we are emitting both UVA and UVB light through the bag and the can, meaning that we are sunburning uh, the water that is in the bag and the can, leaving them safe, killing the bacteria and the virus after just four hours in the sun. So we are producing a very low cost product uh, and the Aim. We're a social impact company, so we try to. Uh, the impact is actually more important for us than the profit. We're well aware that the profit is also important in order to get uh, scale in our company, but we are value based. So we try to to make the most affordable water purification solution in the world. Our bag is a three dollar bag. Uh, you can purify four liters at a time, and you can reuse it five hundred times, making two thousand liters of water for just three dollars. And our can uh, is even uh, more valuable. It cleans six liters of water at a time in four hours, and you can reuse it for three years, making more than 5,000 liters of water for uh, less than $5. So super affordable and very good solutions in areas where there's more than 300 uh, days of sunlight. Uh, and in most of Africa, you actually do have more than 300 days of sunlight. This is an awesome solution. Uh, you don't need to boil water. You don't need to use chlorine. Um, you can simply drink the water after having uh, the water in a bag or a can for four hours. So you talked about four billion people in the world being your numbers and, and two billion being the, the World Health Organization. So how many people are you specifically trying to help in this lowest part of the pyramid? So we have a bold uh, mission uh, uh, that we want to help a billion people before 2030. It's a very ambitious goal, and it's not something that we can reach alone, uh, but we are working to in, in partnerships. So my, my biggest dream is that Coca-Cola will take uh, our solution and they will distribute it wherever you can have a Coke in the world. And uh, wherever you can have a Coke, you can also have safe drinking water. And if that was the case, we could easily reach a billion people and give them safe drinking water. And I'm sure lots of the sustainability people will be listening to this podcast. How do you deal with putting more plastic into the system? Because you said your bags are rely on, on plastic to, to create the UVA and UVB rays. 
Yeah, the, the first thing I, I always say when, when people are arguing about the plastic is that uh, plastic is actually a wonderful product. Plastic is amazing. Uh, you just have to make sure you recycle it, that you collect it after use. Uh, the, the alternative to, to our solution is to use glass, uh, which would be uh, much more difficult to work with. So properties of plastic are just amazing, but we have to make sure that we collect it afterwards. And with our, uh, both our Sava can and our Sava bag are, are really easily upcycled. Uh, the Sava can can be melted to, to other plastic products. And there's so much plastic in it that and in Africa, it will be worth something. So it will never lie around uh, in nature. It will always be collected and, and, and reused. And we are building systems with our partners to collect our solutions after use and even motivating people with cash to hand in their, their used uh, service after use. It would be great to hear your insight that led you to give up the life that you had been on a path to and switching to being fully immersed in, in solving this, this problem and generating a new way of living for this billion people. I think that journey sort of came by itself. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur by heart, uh, and I, I came across these, uh, these two gentlemen, and, uh, and they, are, they are brilliant people, um, and they, they can do a lot of things themselves, but their quest to, to help a lot of people, and their, uh, we, we share a lot of values, and, and with my network to, to the investor circles and, and to, to building a business case around this, because, you know, the sustainability part of this is very important to us that we're not just giving this out for free. It's something that people should pay for. If you really have a product that people need, they also prepare to pay for it. So we, we truly believe that we can build impact with a sustainable value chains and uh, that people should pay for something that's worth something. And if you can't make that happen, then you don't have a viable business. And, uh, and then we shouldn't do what we're doing. So I think no matter what I would have done in the IT industry, I would have gone with this solution simply because it, it makes so much sense. Uh, and when you have, from a personal point of view, a, a work life that really makes sense to you, and that, doesn't, that, that can be different from people to people, or from person to person. But for me, I think it's really interesting if I can work with something that matters in the world and at the same time, build a business that can be profitable and grow and we can have fun and we can learn something new at the same time. I think uh, so all of this sort of comes together in, in, in one company uh, at For Life Solution, which is something that we are, I'm super happy about. And then we can talk about all the obstacles and all the challenges as well, because they are certainly there. But but life would be boring without them, right? What what have you learned about about people and the human mind as a result of of leading the work that you do? Things I've learned uh, that the people are very different. Uh, I've learned to respect cultures uh, and religions uh, more than I had before. Uh, you know, living in a small country like Denmark, uh, where things are pretty much in order and everybody are pretty much equal. Um, there's a big difference to Africa uh, and the way people are working. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, Africa actually works. Um, it just works very, very differently than Denmark does. 
And um, yes, there are things in Africa that I don't agree with. And uh, there are things in Africa that I am I find surprisingly smart and geniusly thought from a cultural perspective on communities building uh, on each other uh, in, in, in really smart ways that we don't see in the Western world. Uh, with SACO's lending facilities where you have your friends and your family vouch for you uh, instead of having just banks do it. It's a, it's a really uh, interesting way of, of working with it. Um, and yes, then there are uh, other things that you that we also know from Africa, right? That, that is, uh, is harder to work with because it, they have different works, ways of, of working in, in, in business life and in government life. And, and that's the way it is. And that's uh, what you need to comply with in order to, uh, to work with. Keeping your values as a Dane is always important, I think. So, so my, I'll, never, I'll never compromise on my own values. But I, it doesn't mean that I can't work in, in, in Africa just because I have different values from the Africans. We are here for the same reason to bring safe drinking water to people that are in great need of it. And both Africans and, and Danes are at the same point there. We just have a different way of, of approaching that solution. And I have respect for that. And, uh, and if we want to work in Africa, that's the way we, we have to work. Uh, if they want to work with Danish people, that's the way they have to work. And I think that we can work together if we want to, and if we have respect for each other. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it, Jonas? Because even, even Danish people have different ways of seeing things. Um, you know, in your, we were talking earlier about, you know, fundraising for good and the range of different views and the range of different realities that have people have on money, even in the same street uh, or the same family is all to do with how the human mind creates its own unique reality based on the thoughts that we're having. And that's that's just a fact. It's just a fact for every single human being. There's also a little bit of difference in culture, right? But even in the same culture, living on the same street with a, uh, in, the, in similar houses, uh, you see very different people thinking very differently about uh, investments and uh, and greenhouse gases and uh, sustainability, right? It's just very different. And, and you have to respect people for having their, their ways. And um, I just find it interesting. The more I dive into it and the more different people I see, the more respect I get for, for different uh, attitudes and, uh, and ways of looking at it. And what, what does that do for you as a leader, kind of knowing that everybody's living in a separate reality? How does that help you? lead in what you do i think it helps me in in the regard that i i don't take anything for granted i i don't take for granted that that uh, when i say something people understand me instantly try to get uh, acceptance for the fact that people are listening and understand what i'm saying or or listening to other people's perspectives because you can always be smarter it doesn't matter that i'm the ceo and, and someone else is something different uh I meet uh, CEOs of, of organizations that are 4 million people and I meet presidents and I meet uh, prime ministers and and um, and we all have a different way of working. Uh, I meet uh, people that live off $2 a day and, and I get smarter, right? I get smarter on the way that they are solving their daily problems. So I, I think that 
we're all human beings and, and we're all different about it and we shouldn't take anything for granted and we should try to uh, to help each other and uh, where we are and get the best out of it well it sounds like you're saying it helps you be less judgmental and listen and learn more by uh really tuning into other people's ways of seeing things yeah i think that that's putting it better than i did yes because you know one, one of the things that sort of really strikes me is that in the west we can be quite judgmental of how other people live and you know that it's wrong or it's bad or it's you know it's 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 this but actually and until we you know really understand people and how they live and and what it's like for them you know we're just imagining that something that we would want that's different rather than the day-to-day reality that they're living in and so you know that you talked about obviously the um you know the the different stakeholders that you meet how does that sort of help you in in solving these problems because you talked about the many obstacles that there are (laughs) to helping a billion people but how do you go about sort of coming up with ideas to to solve them and and how do you have the the patience to stick with it yeah the patience is a problem uh, coming from the it industry everything goes so fast uh, so so yeah uh, my patient had been uh, been set on a test but having kids also uh, test you on patience right so uh, i guess uh, most of us are, are in for that treat i think it's super interesting i just you know uh, one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we are bringing a technology to the market that most people don't know. Uh, People simply believe that it's too good to be true, that you can simply use the power of the sun to purify water. That's too good to be true. We don't trust that. Um, So getting people to understand that part is really difficult And, and, and finding ways to make people understand that because we need to it, it, it is I, I find it actually as a, as a it's my job as a human being to make sure that now that I have learned that the sun can purify water I need to teach other people that this is actually possible and um, because it is so eminently true that obviously we should use this force of power uh, to obviously use it for the better but that's not easily done in Africa. Uh, People are less educated and especially the the groups that we are working with in low-income communities, they don't have much education and they are used to getting things for free and uh, and they they are as cautious about their children and their families as anybody in the Western world are. And so obviously they wouldn't just take a solution that was given to them and said, just put this uh, plastic bag in the sun and you can have safe water. I just like, "Uh, no, I'm not giving my my children that water for sure. Uh, Forget about it. Um, You know, you need to be part of that. So we needed to find ways around that. We needed to find ways of, of giving trust to people, giving trust to organizations about what it is that we are doing. And it has definitely been difficult to put yourself in the shoes of a, a low-income uh, woman in, in Africa uh, because that, that's very far from where I am as a man in, uh, in, in the Western world. So we, we quickly found that we should have uh, local people on the ground that, that know what they are doing and they know the local communities and they have trust in them um, and the local communities have trust in us. Um, and we're working with 
organizations that want to do good. Uh, so working with NGOs was something we did in the uh, relatively early. And when NGOs come and they tell people about this super smart invention, innovation and the product and the um, the WHO uh, verification that we have, um, slowly people start to understand, okay, maybe this is actually true. I would like to try this out. And then when they try it out, they slowly start to understand, well, I actually don't get sick anymore. So there's the maturation of the, of the market has been slower than I anticipated um, because I thought it was so eminently smart to do what we are doing. And the, the cost is, is, is also relatively uh, low uh, also in, uh, in Africa. But that's a, a, a big learning, and, and we have lots of iterations, which is classic for, for startups, right? That you have iteration per iteration per iteration on business models, on go-to-market strategies, on uh, partnerships, and on customers, and on uh, users, and, and understanding all of that in, in one chain is super difficult, um, especially when you don't live there, but only visit once a month. Yeah, and it, and if you if you bring it back to the human mind, you're you know we're we're talking about um, you know the the system in which change happens, but there's also you know if we think about how change happens in a human being, first there's a new idea, and the mind has to decide whether to take on that new idea, and then it starts to have insight about that new idea. And then at some point it has a realization that yes, this is this makes sense or it doesn't make sense, um, and that's when the the change really happens. And so, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, you're trying to find different ways for that new idea to connect with people in them. And if you look at smoking as an example, you know, on the front of every packet of cigarettes, it says this product will kill you. And then it shows pictures. And everybody, you know, that smokes knows it's bad for them, but they still do it anyway. So, you know, it's that switch internally that you're trying to find, which is going to be different for different people based on whatever it is that they have in their own minds. And so, you know, that leads to the different business models, the different ways of speaking about it, the different ways of engaging, the different, you know, because it's not going to be one size fits all. And that, that's both challenging um, and, and, and interesting. And when you manage to, uh, to get the results or get good results or get positive results and you can continue down that road, it, it makes you really happy, right? And, and sometimes you are frustrated. And that, that's a learning experience. And uh, that's, I don't think that's for all. Uh, I think uh, some would be too impatient. Some would be frustrated uh, very early. Uh, uh, and, uh, and again, some would have more uh, patience. And then you, you, you have a problem with, with investors, right? Uh, you, you have people that are paying for your, for your venture. Um, and, and this is not, we're not an NGO. Uh, so we don't have donations. We are actually trying to be, build a, a business, a sustainable uh, social impact business out of this, because that is the only way to make true sustainability. Well, I have to um, take this moment to have a, you know, a bit of a shout out because my auntie in Tanzania, who is the head teacher at the Dar es Salaam Independent School, 
is a client of yours um, and is using the sour bags uh, for all of her children um, in her school and thinks the product is absolutely fantastic. Um, and they've been doing a whole piece of sustainability uh, in the school after learning about the bags. So maybe that will help with the with the with the idea spreading and the insight and the realization. I'm very happy to hear that. I, it, you know, it, it, in in most people's life, they get happy when they have an order. In in our life, we get happy with an order, and we get very happy when people are also getting a better life, right? So it is a, it's two in one when you work at Four Life Solutions, and that 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 gives you just an, an extra added value in in this sometimes difficult world. And so, Jonas, what advice would you have for others um, about leading an organization that's solving these types of big problems in the in the world? Well, I I, I, I salute people that uh, that that tries to uh, to take on some of these big problems. It's never easy uh, because uh, otherwise someone else would have done it. But it's important work, and it's just important to understand that. Even though you think it's important and WHO think it's important, it doesn't mean that everybody else thinks it's important. And accept that. In the beginning, I, I was both being an entrepreneur with ideas that was, you know, in my opinion, awesome. Why can't people see that this awesomeness here? But in the same here with, with the impact and the sustainability, why can't people see that we can help millions of people here? Well, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, sometimes they would like to focus on something else and, and that's their business to do and it's their life. And, and, and don't be upset with that. Just accept it and move on to the next one. Just uh, figure it out as fast as you can and move on. And so you can move relatively fast on to someone that, that, that agrees on the importance of what you do and want to help. There's a challenge in having really cool solutions for really big problems is that you are you 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 tend to catch flies that are really interested in joining but as soon as they figure out that this was not as easy as they thought they are gone again and those are really really difficult to handle because they are taking up a lot of time they have a lot of promises and i don't have the right uh, answer for that because you need help when you're an entrepreneur um but but qualify uh, people uh, and help as much as you can as early as possible so you don't waste time on the wrong ones uh, it's important um, but difficult so would would you summarize that as kiss a lot of frogs but kiss them quickly and move on a little bit like that yes i think that that's not uh, because uh, you really do need to kiss a lot of frogs but some of them they have uh, they have a lot of promises uh, that they cannot live up to uh, and that can be investors, it can be partners, it can be uh, donors, it can be a lot of different things. But you really need to figure out if, if they really want to or not. And if they really want to, they will move forward and they will make results in one way or the other. Uh, so relatively fast, you can, uh, you can figure out the, uh, the, the, the good from the bad. You know, it sounds like, um, you know, that, that wisdom that you have to... Uh, rely on and, and look for in discerning the motivations of others is about that listening, that curiosity, and then trusting that that intuition and that wisdom that lives within each human being. 
I, I think so, but it, it's also difficult, right? Because I'm, I have a very big yes hat on, uh, and and that yes hat can can get me into trouble sometimes because I really believe in the best in everyone, and I I actually like that quality in myself, but it does make me uh, an easy target for uh, for people that want to exploit what I have. Um, uh, in my bag, and in this case, I have the world's most affordable water purification solution, and and that shouldn't be exploited. That should be uh, used in uh, in in partnerships for good, and for business, uh, not for being exploited. And that can be difficult sometimes to figure out which is what. Well, Jonas, it's always a pleasure to connect with you and thank you so much for um, sharing everything that you have today. I know it's been a a very quick conversation and we could probably talk for a lot longer but where can people find out more about what for life is up to how can they support you how how can they find out more well we are we're always happy to connect with good people um uh, you can find more uh, find out more with uh, about for life solutions at uh, forlifesolutions.com uh, with the number four, uh, so fourlifesolutions.com, and I have uh, my email is jp, um, jp at fourlifesolutions.com. Um, always happy to hear if there are uh, any people that are interested in in helping us out. Um, we we also we always want to have good partners on lots of different uh, subjects, and uh, when whenever we are have shared values uh, and we want to do good in the in the broader sense. Uh, it's usually a way forward. So, uh, so don't uh, feel uh, feel free to, to just uh, connect and uh, and let me know if you uh, you want to uh, to help out. Well, that was a rapid whistle stop tour of how to build a business for a billion people to get safe drinking water, and so much in that short conversation. But my three key takeaways were Jonas really seeing the separate realities that everybody is living in and how it helped him to stop judging the way people should be and helped him to get more curious about what was the reality that people are living in? What makes sense for them? What's valuable to them? What's important to them? So that he could really listen and start to design solutions for the people in front of him rather than the imagined life that they were leading. And that led me on to my second key takeaway is around adoption and use and how what makes sense to us, this really cool technology that um, had been developed, having the best technology in the world unless it makes sense to other people doesn't really matter. And that's the challenge that a lot of people are up against when they're trying to solve these big problems is it's not that we don't have the solution. It's that people haven't realized the solution makes sense for them. And so really thinking about the science behind that and how new ideas have to land within a person for them to have insight and realization about it takes time. And it takes patience and it's not going to be one thing for everyone. It might be a multitude of different ways of looking at something. If I reflect on the realization that had me give up smoking, I told everybody I knew that smoked the same thing and it did 
absolutely nothing for them. Which brings us back to us living in this world where life is created from the inside out. And so therefore change is creating from the inside out. And the more that we start to see that as leaders, we start to get different perspectives and different ways of approaching things. So if you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Generative Leaders and you think it could help someone else, please do share it. You can do that by going to generativeleaders.co or on any podcast platform that you listen on. Thanks for listening and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Generative Leaders.